Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father. Amen. When you first began contemplating this vocation, the one you're in now or the one that you're studying for, whether that be as a pastor or a deaconess or even a professor, what was it that worried you the most? What was it that gave you pause for concern? What was it that that little voice inside your head lashed onto saying, because of this or that thing, you won't make a good pastor or you won't make a good deaconess or a good professor? Did you worry that you weren't a good enough person? Did you worry that you weren't outgoing enough? That you didn't know enough? Or were you simply overwhelmed at the thought of serving God in this way? It's hard to believe that in just a a little over a week, my classmates and I will be finished here after four long years of studying and hard work. Another month or so after that, we'll be serving congregations in our first calls. And with the end quickly approaching, it's got me thinking once again how I came to be where I am. It's reminded me of all those initial thoughts and concerns that I had. See, for me, my biggest concern was this, right here, standing before a crowd of people, speaking in the name of God. And it was more than just stage fright. So I was worried about saying the wrong thing, or not saying the right thing, or not saying the necessary thing at the right time. I was worried about how I was going to keep God's name holy. In the first petition of the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So the question for each of you this morning is, how will you keep God's name holy? In the small catechism we read, God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it be kept holy among us also. And that can be a terrifying thing. Especially that part about our keeping God's name holy among ourselves. How are we to do that? We know that we're sinful, fallen people. How are we going to keep God's name holy? Different people try a lot of different things. Some people try to defend God from attacks that they perceive coming to him. Some people try to protect God's reputation. And still others try to explain the unexplainable. They try to make God palatable to the people they're speaking to because they think that by doing that, they'll hear the message. But we don't keep God's name holy by doing those things. Now think about it for a moment. Does the God who created all of this, the God who created you, who who made you, formed you, knit you together, does he need you to defend him? Does he need you to protect his reputation? Do you think he wants you to make the message about his son more palatable? No. God's name is not kept holy in those ways. But in our reading from Acts chapter 18 today, we see one example of a way that God's name is kept holy among us. And in this account, we encounter Paul preaching to the Jews in a synagogue of Corinth. He's telling them that Jesus is the Christ, their long-awaited Messiah. And the response of the Jews isn't what he had hoped for. 
They're rejecting the message. It's something that Paul's become familiar with. It happened to him before in Berea and before that in Thessalonica. Now it's happening again in Corinth. And so he walks outside of the synagogue. He shakes the dust off of his robes and goes next door to the home of a friend. And it's there that the Lord comes to him in a vision. Perhaps at a time when Paul himself was wondering if there was something different he could be doing, something more to get the message across. In that moment, the Lord comes to Paul and says, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. Do not be afraid. Go on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. That's what the Lord said to Paul. God didn't come to Paul and say, Look, you need to do a better job defending me. You need to hold my reputation up a little higher. And God didn't come to Paul and say, you need to tweak the message a little. Instead, he said, go on speaking. Then he attached his promise, for I am with you. And so it is with you and I. Your call is speaking. Your call is speaking to people who are hurting, bringing them God's word of grace and comfort. But your call is also to speaking to other people. Speaking to people who are secure in themselves, bringing God's word of warning and his word of exhortation. Your call is speaking. It's a call that many of you will fulfill publicly, but it's a call that each one of you has as brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a responsibility that we have towards each other. And it's not a calling that you fulfill in a vacuum. It's not as if you're reporting an event that simply happened 2,000 years ago, a fact of history that you're a passive observer to. So you and I, we speak as ones with authority. You speak with authority because you yourselves have experienced God's terrifying word of warning. And you have felt and tasted God's amazing grace firsthand. And so God's name is kept holy among you when you pass on what you have received. God's name is kept holy among you when you lead lives worthy of the calling that you have received. And so this morning and every morning, we pray, help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. Amen.